We are officially proving fighting easier from outside the cage, sure, but not easier when you're stacked around boxes because we're both in the process of moving, which both explains why we ghosted you last week and why we didn't put much work into the guest this week. But I'm going to start by welcoming you to Verbal Tap. Raph is with me, of course. Uh, Raph, how are you? You found a microphone. Is it the right microphone? I think it is. I, I don't really remember how to do this taking a week off. But before I trash the guest that's on the line, I want oh, to already pay did tribute. That. So you're mm. a step ahead of you. That's fair. We'll get to them in a second. I actually want to pay tribute to friend of the show, uh, one Ryan Ford, who is the host of the Grappling Central podcast, who has been named the director of all podcasts for BJJ fanatics. And I think that's a pretty commendable uh, thing for him. I remember him. I've not heard of that podcast. Mm -hmm. Mm -mm. Not many uh, people have. And as I Google it, I was on it, which is astonishing. You'd think I would I would have jogged a memory. I mean, I was on it too, apparently. But you know when AI can just make it seem like you've been on shows that you've never been on? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure that's the case. They just brought in my voice. That explains Just it. literally looked at transcripts of our show and made it seem like we made a virtual appearance on the show. No, what I, I would tell that. you, though, is how this. Much, real, real quick, how much Everclear did KP drink before this podcast that he doesn't First remember First off, shut being up, guest. We have an intro to you. Go back to your nether regions. We're going to go ahead and do the joke that we have Should for the Should I answer the question? or Yeah, go for it, Kevin. A lot. I mean, a fair amount. It's hard to keep track once you've gone through one bottle of Everclear. I think you know that. <laughs> I'm going to get to you, so don't just keep speaking out of turn. Let me shit on the other guest first, a.k.a. the other host. Let me just say this. I think it is incredible that we are seeing somebody get an elevated position who they're making up this position just for him. And I think that's great. I would say though, it is truly unfortunate that he is going to stop somewhere in the region of about 463 episodes or so, which means, Oh no, we're going to pass him again. And we don't put out more than one episode a week. So on behalf of, us here at Verbal Tap to you, Ryan Ford. Can I get you, Kevin, to join in with a clear suck it on three? One, two, three. Suck, suck it. it. Suck it. <laughs> and the other Kevin is also joining in right now is our good friend, Kevin Bradley of the Jiu Jitsu Times podcast. Kevin, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing phenomenal, Raph. I, I've missed you. It's been a while since we've talked, and I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. It, it was getting to me, so I was. I was really happy that you texted that your backs were against the wall, and you needed a guest. And here to I am. To be honest, so. <clears throat> the the choice was this: if you don't come on, I'm just going to unpack more things. So it's really <laughs> not a bad problem for me. Uh, both are equally tedious to get through. But yes, I just finished moving. I'm in the process of booking somebody. I said, who's somebody that could really benefit from our exposure? Who's somebody who does not know how to host a podcast, but much like Ryan Ford, people allegedly tell me they listen to on occasion. And who is somebody that will make my co-host get confused on the game of over under Kevin when I say Kevin? (sighs) 
Raph's looking at his dream board. Today we really need someone with the audio quality of an on-fire trash can. Who can I call? <laughs> Who's there? Who's in my phone? Oh wait, it's Kevin Bradley. Ah, it's good to it's good to be here, guys. <laughs> didn't even have to learn a second name, you lazy bastard. That's what happened. Yeah, really... You said backs against the wall. I'm actually doubling our piano seat as my desk chair, and my back is against a stack of boxes. But I appreciate the sentiment. Uh, as someone as someone who just settled into their new apartment, I, I do understand the feeling. I wish you guys well in your in your moving endeavors. Oh, well, damn. I'm in a new place. Kevin's about to start moving. So for those of you oh. listening, just know if we don't have an episode appear at one magical time when we're supposed to, that's kind of the reason why. Anyway, back to you. Listen, Bradley, I'm going to have to call you guys by your last names on this one, just so I can be clear. Can you explain to Kevin the even more annoying aspect between the names of you and your co-host on your show? <laughs> well, as uh, some of your, your listeners and viewers may or may not be aware uh, I host the Jiu-Jitsu Times podcast with my good friend and multiple-time IBJJF Masters champion, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. And so uh, there are just a gaggle of Kevins at any given time. Uh, when we had Kevin Casey on, that was just a that was just a migraine of an episode. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I would assume that a lot of people will get annoyed and confused. Uh, like the original... <laughs> Fun fact, the original title of our podcast was going to be Fistful of Kevins, but uh, Kit dinged that one from Orbit pretty quick. <laughs> I'm not going to say Kit has a lot of great ideas, but that does qualify as maybe the first. So <laughs> good on him. I mean, I you got you got to go bold sometimes, bold strokes. But I, I do I do see that sometimes you need to be reeled in a little bit. Fisting Kevin was an interesting memoir I was just <laughs> recently reading. It, they lived an interesting life. I also am seeing Jordan Jiu-Jitsu, Jordan Peitzman, in your recent Instagram feed here as I stalk you. <laughs> Why, yes. Uh, Jordan and I were roomies for the Emerald City Invitational in Philadelphia. Uh, very, It's a very strange series of events that led to that happening where he was looking for someone going already to split a hotel room, and I offered. But then he got offered a free hotel room anyway and decided not to just kick me to the curb. So, Jordan, thank you. As always, you're a, a gem of a human. Thanks for putting up with me for a few days. Do the organizers know that he abused his privilege like that? I would hope not, just because I uh, I understand that I am a scourge to many, and... Uh, Getting me a free room would probably be like on nobody's immediate list of priorities. But Jordan's a cool guy, and uh, I haven't directly pissed him off yet. I think so. So hopefully, so, I can just ride it out. I have not met Jordan in person. Is there any difference between him in person and him on the online version? As many of the times you have been on, I'm sure in interviews with him, and even on my show. Shorter. What? Oh, go ahead. Sorry, you were be asking Mr. Bradley here. He is just as hot. Uh, no, you're good. He is just as hostile to chairs in real life as he is on social media. I will say that. Um, just like absolute anim and anim animosity 
anytime he sees something he thinks he can bear him bolo. Um, but it was a little bit funny because I ended up driving us around Philadelphia to get to the the venue and the taking a city boy to, uh, taking an, uh, a, a farm boy from Iowa into Philly. It's, it's a, it's a fun time. <laughs> he, um, every, every building was the biggest building he'd ever seen. And, uh, it was, it was very fun. Although, but he's also too nice of a guy. Like I kept telling him, you don't need to stop and give everyone money on the street. Like he, he just wanted to stop and like help everybody on the street. So the, the only thing I can say is Jordan is just too nice of a guy and he should stay out, out of Philadelphia. That can be overwhelming. Yeah. yeah it, it made me feel like a piece of shit. Just like, wow. <laughs> does, does living in like cities just make you a bad person? <laughs> Unequivocally. Yeah. That's why yeah. people in cities believe in gun control. We've we've met some neighbors and it's like, oh, they shouldn't own a firearm. And if you're from, you know, everywhere where your cousins, basically your neighbors, life's more simple. Well, it's funny, though, because by like by the end, he was very sick of all the noise. Like he was like, I got it. I I need to go home. I'm I'm done with this. This was fun. I need to go home. I, I miss the fields and to the fields he returned. It, was... it is very reminiscent of when he does come on our show and then sometimes he just leaves and people go, where did Jordan go? And I go, I'm not asking. Got too loud. And to the point where one time he told us he was going to be on the show. He had made a quick appearance. He said, I'll be back. And I said, OK. And then he later messaged me and said, Raph, I took too many drugs. And I said, <laughs> how? How did you take too many drugs? And he goes, well, this is a regular occurrence when I go to watch fights with my friends they will watch the fights with me and then I won't even be really awake during the main fight. If the main card at all. And I said, that sounds like a lot of drugs. That so. is, I, that's actually, I want to do a PSA, a Jordan Peitzman PSA. If I, if I have a, the opportunity here, if you're meeting him for the first time or, you know, you're going to run into him, just like try bringing him some, some new shirts, like, like just a, a six pack of Walmart, like black shirts just because that guy will sweat through no less than like <laughs> seven or eight shirts for an event. And it's, it's a real problem. Like I saw him, I, I thought I kept thinking he was a different person during BJJ <laughs> Woodstock because he was just in a new shirt every time I would blink. And it was, it was bizarre. Like he looked like he just got out of a pool so this he, is, is perhaps, he is always in need of shirts. This is perhaps a good time to tell you that, yes, Phillips, this guy ended up doing commentary with Josh LaDouche, uh, LaDuke, sorry, <laughs> slip of tongue, over at Jiu-Jitsu Woodstock or BJJ Woodstock. What did you learn least from doing commentary with Josh LaDouche? Um, you, well... He's a very big personality. Um, he's he's a lot. That's 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 what I'll say about uh, Star Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a very he was very nice, uh, very nice to me on the the commentary. Very good about easing me into things because uh, you know he's done it before. But I will say that um, the, Jordan, like the the Subspectrum team, is kind of like the mafia, where if you're some outsider that's showing up they will threaten to bury you in a shallow grave 
at least 20 times. Like I, I got threatened a lot by them just cause they didn't know who I am. And so, Oh, they know. Uh, yeah, no, they, uh, well, <laughs> one of them mouse, uh, he straight up told me he hates journalists and he didn't like me. Um, but that they didn't use government names in their crew. So the entire time he just called me Hemingway for some reason. Um, you should maybe yeah. roll with that. I kind of like that. Um, Kevin Hemingway, kind of a cool name. Yeah. But like, wasn't Hemingway a dick? I kind of like got the feeling that he thought I was a dick or something, <laughs> Well, but, but anyway, so I, I made the mistake of, of, uh, taking a bong hit that mouse offered me right before the show there was meth in it unequivocally <laughs> i can already yeah, tell no, you i don't know much no, about I, mouse but i know he sprinkles I, a little yeah, meth no, on mouse, it he was an old roadie who toured with like slipknot and motorhead like he he's he's seen some shit and he's like hey man uh that bong hit you took the other day was pussy shit man you're gonna need to do a real a real rip this time and i i could tell he was gonna he was gonna beat me with a tire iron if i didn't do it so I did it, and I was I showed up to the desk rolling pretty hard, and Josh looked at me and going, and he went, "Oh fuck! Like, are you are you okay?" And I went, "No, man, no, I'm not." And so he said, "Just run around, get some water, like, like chill the fuck out." And so I did ten laps around the school because uh, the show is in an abandoned high school, which is another another very weird part of the entire event. But uh, I ended up being fine, just just very learned a lot of lessons. I will say that. And, uh, I came away thinking if you were ever in the area, you have to check out a subspectrum show just because the venue is easily the most unique you're going to find in, in professional jujitsu. I mean, it's, well, it looks it's like an... Jordan's also looking to kind of expand that out a little bit more. So, uh, it seems like that's a good home for them, but I, I know he's always talking about, newer things and, and expanding i see that with every single promoter it feels like anytime they have another event that they're going to start talking about they put a picture of like a giant or arena so at a certain point they may have one in a high school gymnasium and the next photo is of cowboy stadium and they go soon you go that okay sure I'll see you back well, here in three months i know he's i know he's planning on using the same abandoned high school uh mm -hmm. Uh, just moving into the other auditorium, the bigger one that they have. And it was really funny. Like there it's, it's still very much a school, like people's art projects are on the walls and pictures of like old, like uh theater projects and theater shows are up. Like Josh and I hung out in the principal's office of the school for like an hour before the show. It's, it's a very bizarre setup that just kind of exists. There's also weird mannequins everywhere. I, it, it feels like I'm describing some fever dream, but I swear this is this is all real. You can ask Jordan about it. Let's just remind everybody there was a bong hit from a gentleman by the name of Mouse and Bradley. The spiders Fett. are the spiders are nice. You just have to be nice to them back. And I know they're yeah. huge, but you know they all wear little suits. Well, listen. Here's a good opportunity for you guys to learn a little bit about each other before we go into the actual roast part of the game, which. Amazingly, we haven't even gotten there yet. So, Bradley, do you have questions for Phillips that will help better inform you when we get to the game? All right. Um, Phillips, thank you for being cordial thus far. I know our first meeting was a little bit rocky, 
And you were you were very drunk for most of it. And I, I appreciate you not laying into me as hard as you said you would. Um, how did you meet Mr. Esparza? Competitive forensics, which is public speaking in college. <laughs> yeah. So I basically Million years wouldn't have guessed that. You've heard a lot of people like, you know, we we met overseas on a mission trip. <laughs> Very similar. With a lot more suits and insecurity. <laughs> you guys are Mormons. Uh, Raph is. I'm practicing hedonism. It's not nice. bad. Though, fun fact on Mormonism, if you're ever curious where it started. Never mind. <laughs> whole four-part podcast on it Very good. <laughs> there's this guy in golden plates and it just got real crazy not unlike your high school analogy it's basically just mainstream horror that became uh mitt romney so <laughs> quick connection he uh, was good. He could have been president that's fucking crazy <laughs> k brads where are you from on the planet where are you at in this world well, right now I'm in. I'm coming to you guys from Buffalo, New York. It's very cold even now. Um, I am originally. I was born in Jersey, moved to Connecticut, spent uh, most of my life in between there and uh, Jersey, and I, I've started training in Connecticut and uh, went out to Western New York for college, and uh, kind of stuck around here. So that's that's basically the. The end all be all of me geographically. Oh, Buffalo. All right. Yeah, it's it's not. It's rough. It is really rough up here. Yeah. Sprinkle sprinkle some meth on it. Might be the theme of this podcast. Yeah. A lot oh. of heroin addicts up here. There we a lot go. Of heroin addicts. Yeah. It's cold. Yeah. A lot of Confederate flags too. Surprising. Deeply like ironic. Yeah. Deep irony. Yeah. I, my last day as an Amazon delivery driver, I actually saw my first American con, uh, Confederate flag fusion, which was very bizarre. I kind of wanted to stop my route and and ask the people that live there about their like philosophy on life. And uh, I thought better of it, though. Okay. Uh, weirdest thing you delivered while working for Amazon. Weirdest place, I guess. You probably don't know a lot of the things. Well, weirdest place. Oh, sh- well... It's a tie. I delivered to like a day trading center where a bunch of fat people yelled into phones surrounded by pictures of the Joker and Jordan Belfort from the Wolf of Wall Street movie. Mm-hmm. That was pretty fun. Uh, there was a rock quarry. Um, but probably the weirdest was when I delivered next door to a meth lab and got assaulted. Oh. Um, that was probably. Yeah, that was probably the worst one. Is that what got you into jujitsu? Or... Oh, no. I was, that, it's funny. Jiu-Jitsu actually made my life worse that day. Okay. Um, he attacks yeah. you and then is like, now get to training, bitch, or what happened? Yeah. Well, I so I was delivering a box, and I, there was this couple arguing on the porch next door, and I was just like, I'm just going to ignore that. And then the guy started just punching the shit out of the lady, like like right in the face and just like kicking her a little bit, and she was falling to the ground. And so I ran up to him and I tackled him and I started uh, putting him in a rear naked choke and it was locked in pretty tight. But then his entire family came out of the house and they just beat the shit out of me. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. they just, I, was, I had his back and I'm like, oh, wow, this is great. 
And then his whole fam- his whole family kicked my ass. They they just kicked my ass. Like they they started kicking me in the ribs. His I think his mom was kicking me in the head, and um, like people were kicking me in the legs. And then I just let him go. And then they kicked me for a little bit. And then they all went back inside. Jeez. Well, they that had to was... finish dinner. What do you think that they were gonna do? Just cancel dessert just because they got into a fight? Yeah. <laughs> I'm really it would have been super sweet if one of them had tried to like, you know, pressure pass or something. No, they just were kicking the shit out of me. <laughs> I'm like, why aren't they, you know, going for De La Hiva guard or something? Oh wait, that's a heel in my eye. Would have been pretty nice though if at the end of it you're like, uh, I've got a breakdown of how this fight went against me. Watch hey, it next Henner, week on the Jiu Jitsu Times. Henner, um, real quick, there's someone maybe have cell phone footage of that. I need you to tell me how I could have done that better. I do, do appreciate, a, though, breakdown. <laughs> that you do tell us I did have the RNC in. Like, he was about to go out. He was about to tap right there. Uh, unfortunate run-in by the entire family. Yeah, no, and it was like... it. it wasn't I didn't have the choke on long. I heard him gurgle a little bit, and then the whole family, the whole clan came out and just molly whopped the fuck out of me. And I just sort of sat on the porch because they were inside, and someone came up to me and it, and he was like, "Hey man, are you okay?" And I'm like, "No." And I don't know why I was angry at him for even asking. He was just being a nice guy, but I'm like, "How the fuck are you gonna ask that? You saw yeah. what happened." But then the the cops showed up a little later, and they're like, uh, yeah, they do this all the time. And I'm like, oh, really? (laughs) Oh, no! (laughs) And then as I was talking to one of the cops, the family kind of gathered on the porch, and they were yelling at me that they were going to sue me. (laughs) (laughs) And the cop is like, yeah, you're probably fine there. I'm like, good. That's great, sir. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Fast and the Furious Buffalo sucks. Thanks for, thanks for the reviews. speed and showing thanks for really showing up quick by the way <laughs> i think the worst part of this is their explanation was yeah they'll do that yeah no they they because a bunch of people told me that a, a variation of that like yeah this house is just a problem you know you know some neighborhoods and i'm like no i i don't i really don't also that's not good or acceptable yeah, why don't if you guys know this place is like a like just have a guy here, like goddamn. I also like that you probably went in being like, I'm gonna be one of those heroes of the week. Cute <laughs> cops being like, yeah, they'll fuck you up. That's that's <laughs> the Davises. Hey, it's, mama. <laughs> like wave it's that. It's funny because, because my like when I got, I called my wife about it and I let her know what happened and. I feel like she she verbally beat the shit out of me because it was like, oh, do you understand like how dumb that was? And I'm like, yeah, no, I I do, I get it. Oh, also, really not the time to get into another fight. No, so. no, 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 no. I I fully understand. It was like, Fear. it was very stupid. Yeah. I I don't want to say I was trying to be a, like I really wasn't trying to be some like jock bro like jujitsu's gonna own and like there's a video and it's gonna be great i really i wasn't thinking straight i and to anyone listening i I don't think you should go do that 
I feel like <laughs> just sitting in. I don't. It's weird. I'm just gonna say, don't don't try and be a fucking like Rambo hero, because a whole family could just come out of nowhere and kick your ass. Just like politely that's... inquire about how many people they have with them before you. Hey, engage. dude. Like rough estimate on how many. Excuse me, it's gonna... just me here because you know Amazon. We don't travel in <laughs> Sir, packs. I would like to engage in a gentleman's agreement. Your whole family <laughs> won't just kick the shit out of me. Do I have Please your permission thing. to take your back? You ready? Let's go. Consent's I will important. Tap if your mom doesn't kick me in the head. <laughs> well, return policy is over now. That's it's funny because when they heard about it, they said. You're lucky we're not gonna fire you. It, Amazon? You just gotta not like because you know they they there is a video they show you that says don't do this exact thing, and I went and did that exact thing. So fair on them. Uh, thank you for not firing me, Amazon. What the shit? What kind yeah. of video is that, oh, Kev? Yeah, yeah I want to so see this video too. <laughs> There's... Oh god, it was funny. They just they had a guy like like hiding and saying like like you will be asked to deliver to dangerous areas if, if you see something hide and call the police <laughs> all i can see is like some robber just having sex with someone's corpse amazon pulling up and it being like now the important thing to do is to back away slowly from the situation it's just zero I mean, like, helpfulness they, got, they can't they can't go all like freaking nra and say like hey you got to be the good guy the hero in this scenario because like what happened i got my ass kicked like that's the funniest thing is like afterwards on the way home i was kind of laughing like jujitsu didn't work there <laughs> Yeah, that's that's where it maybe always work. We always recommend, you know, study some Muay Thai, little little something where you oh, can give yeah. somebody a three piece and a coke, something uh, a talk from which I do not understand, but it's always good to work in some striking. Because I'm with you, I'd be like taking, I'd be on my back, like, come on, bro, you're about to get spider guarded if you don't, if you, and, and I'm Phillips, just gonna get kicked I'm... by the whole family too. Being honest yeah. here, we've been promoting jujitsuisalie.com. I'm still surprised that I have not bought that domain after the many years of doing it where I could collect stories not quite like this because I, I wasn't expecting to go down this path when especially Kevin was given an open opportunity to ask you a question. You said, oh, well, I was assaulted while doing a job and all of us go that was my great journalism that got us there. <laughs> I queued in. I heard I was hoping for like a I was going to have a few parallel jokes here. I was taking notes and then it just turned gripping and sad. And I was like, well, now I'm in. Well, the Stop funny thing notes. is, it's like the cops had me like, I'll, I'll move off this. Like uh, I'm not trying to take up time, but the cops had me sitting off to the side while they were like taking other people's statements. And some of the younger, like men in the family were yelling at me, like fight me, pussy fight me. And I'm just, I didn't say anything back to them. I'm just looking at them. So confused. Like, in what world would I try that again? Like that's, <laughs> that's a whole pack of you. It's also like, like look, <laughs> you can't yell it too, but you, I'm so petty that I'd be like, semantically, I was winning. Like I'd be yelling. I'd be like, I was clearly up on points on your moron brother. And I think I was about to get the finish. Just IBJJF wise. I got the gold until Where you got Cobra Kai. Where is the ref? <laughs> Where is the ref? I want the scorecards to be shown at the end of this fight just to prove I was ahead. 
I know Cecil Peoples wasn't going for me, but I was ahead. Yeah, one judge did have you down, 29-27. That that hurts. He had the rear naked choke in, which was strange. He just doesn't like grappling. Wait, let me see that that third judge. Wait a minute. Mario Yamasaki, what are you doing here? I was trying to be a warrior, man. (laughs) Bradley, let me just say this. I'm glad you're okay. I think that's horrible that that happened to you. Oh, and I yeah, like giving I mean, people a certain amount of shit. And I gl- I'm glad that you're in a place where you can talk about it and laugh in the same way we did. Because I'll tell you this. Just today when I was looking on my Instagram, I saw one of my good training partners from Jean-Jacques Machado. who. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And he was apparently – because he goes down and does this kind of – balance uh very kind of it's not even like gymnastic kind of a thing but it's a very almost like yoga but you're balancing people Acro with yoga? your legs and shit like that yeah something that, like that, that. that like the shit jake paul, or jake paul was doing in like the open workout it worked don't before, put like, that on my buddy it worked <laughs> what I would tell you is, uh, my buddy geo he's one of the toughest training partners i have he's a blue belt in name only Dude should really be a purple belt or higher. I have some of my best rounds with that guy. And it showed him in mount holding down somebody while police officers looking at him and going, oh, I got to take a statement here. Uh, kind of a look. And I put it up on my, my Instagram as to give him some credit. And I know that whenever we put up stuff, I always have to put it in our realm of, listen, I want to give you credit, but there has to be kind of a joke here. And the one thing I put on there was, I mean, dude, the arm bar is right there. And you chose it's, not to go for that. Come on, it's, dude. It's so funny because now, like, when I see stuff like that, like the jujitsu owning stuff, I, I just, my first thought is, I'm so glad it worked out for them. Like, I, I'm like, <laughs> no, like, no jealousy at all. I'm just like, oh, thank God. Like, like that's, that, that's so fucking dope, man. Because, like, I do think that. The Ryan it Hall went the worst way it could go wrong for me. <laughs> the and Ryan it, that it sucks. The Ryan Hall video gave people false hope too. It's like he's also a trained MMA fighter, y'all. It's like he used jujitsu because he's got a great golf bag. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. listen, Bradley. I feel like I need to give you another opportunity to ask Kevin a question. Kev, you might have too much material, so you might get another response yeah. time. Plus That's depending card, on where he goes. This through. fight card sucks. It deserves so little okay. of our time. <laughs> that, oh. I actually, All right. I was I was re- reviewing it in the lead up to this episode. I'm like, holy shit, I forgot Edson Barbosa's on here. Most like, people did. What are you doing Bradley, here? do you have a question for Kevin Phillips? Uh, yeah. So I, I almost honestly kind of want to just ask like, what's the most dangerous situation you've been in? But I feel like that's like, that's material that we've kind of worn thin a little bit. You can ask that if you want. Kevin's had way more intense situations than even I have. So you can ask this former bouncer if he cares to share. All right. All right, Kev, what is the, the diciest spot you've been in on the, the rough streets of Colorado? Yeah, this is back in DC. There are two Ooh, scenarios oh, that shit. there's two <laughs> scenarios that come to mind. The first is when I watched Do never never underestimate white women from the suburbs. Like they wow. will fuck Ooh. shit up on a Tuesday if they're drunk and angry. <laughs> but I watched one straight up club a guy so hard it made me hurt. 
a little bit. Like, but so right after that, he shoves her face into the bar. But that's all our bartender sees. Our bartender doesn't see her genuinely nearly knock him unconscious. <laughs> like he blinked with a moment where I, I, if I was giving her fight advice, I'd have been like, finish him. He's on the ropes. <laughs> but that was not the scenario. So from across like 30 people in a 40 foot room, I see this uh, the unfold in a matter of seconds. I see girl, cold cock guy, guy push girl's head into the bar, both inappropriate reactions to whatever was going on. I see our bartender drop a beer, cold bore, fly like he's fucking Patrick Swayze from Roadhouse over the bar at this guy. As I get there. So he just starts to go hog wild thinking this guy just took a girl's head and slammed it into a bar. So I'm like trying to stop them, get kicked. And now I'm pissed at guy who slammed girl's head in bar. But uh, at that point, the Armenian bouncer in charge had arrived and his fate was sealed. Poor guy got drug out aggressively and thrown like jazz from <laughs> from the bar. Like, ah, blah, blah. And then I did go in, and I it was like, I see the girl that smacked him in the corner, and everyone's like, you okay? You okay? I was like, hey, saw what you did. You're gone. You're out of here. And her friend's like, she got hit. I was like, you're out too. Anybody else? Maybe we should all leave. Maybe tonight's not the night. Uh, that was the most intense fighting situation, because there was a lot of blood. Oh, and as Jesus a, as fuck. a jujitsu guy at the time, I'm like, could everybody just take a step? I get kicked. It's like, well, not now, fucker. Because the hey Armenian guys, let's all, dude had. Let's, let's be nice. Let's slap bump, you know? Yeah. Let's, let's... <laughs> they brought me into de escalate situations. And I'm. And then. But the Armenian dude, I used to tell Raph about this guy. He's like, I was like, what's your history? Like, what makes you qualified to be a bouncer? It's like, do not ask questions. Like, I think I'm seeing it. Got it. <laughs> I do not want that guy to try and tear me out of a bar. Didn't look, didn't look fun. <laughs> and that's it. Otherwise, in D.C., the most intense was um, we had a, a hustler put his uh, arm around my girlfriend at the time. It was like, oh, tingle. But almost four seconds later, a cop walked around the corner. That was a bad situation for him. So, Oh, wow. Oh, so did the cop see it? Oh, yeah. And cop, oh, okay. cop knew him. <laughs> cop was like, and this DC, it's a different world with the cops and the local community sometimes. Yeah. yeah. That's that that reminds me when we went for like the middle school trip to DC uh way back uh years and years ago in my school. I remember on the bus ride there a bunch of people were going like, Oh man, we're gonna like we're gonna we're gonna do the shit we normally do, which is be shit disturbers and like like shoplift from the the national gallery and shit and then the like we went we had to go through like a rougher neighborhood of dc yeah one homeless person yells at you and you're like ah! <laughs> immediately everyone was like all right so yeah a, a bed bed by eight right got yeah, it 100 yeah, percent. got it will do all right sir uh, uh teacher do you need help with that <laughs> yeah it's uh a... yeah it's a rough time it can be all right, Raph, yeah. well, there we go. I think it's, yeah, let's go to the game.
Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a part of the show that we like to call Over Under Kevin. My name is Rafa Sparza. I host this part of the show. The way it works is very simple. We do the entire upcoming UFC pay-per-view card, but we do it out of order. We give each participant 15 seconds to say who they think is going to win. If I so deem it, I will give that person an additional 15 seconds for a rebuttal time. It just depends on my mood. Technically, the person who gets the most answers correct does win. However, we value the person that talks the best amount of trash on this show. Gentlemen, do you both understand the rules? Kevin, do you understand the rules? Mm-hmm. I okay. hate that he just assumes he's Kevin whenever you're mm-hmm. talking to him. And I True. have already flipped table out of anger on that ref. That is, you know, that's fully, I want to say it's because I, I, I think I'm worth more than you. And it, it is partially that, but I think it's also that like when I have two Kevins, I default to like the last name alphabetically. I don't know what it says about me and my, um, what's that word when you're really self-absorbed? Who knows? Doesn't it arrogant. Apply? arrogance no i'm looking for that's the one that i remember someone yelling at me it's like that would be like making love with yourself would you like that and this smile just crept across my face (laughs) and when i hear over under kevin i just get that same warmth of can't lose you know it's it's funny just uh, not to fucking drag this out further but my name is kevin my dad's name is kevin i have two different uncle kevins from each side of my family my father-in-law's name is kevin my brother-in-law's name is kevin my the co-host of my long-running podcast is named kevin i think i've stopped attaching any kind of value to my own name I, i truly think it is just a sound that I hear now. <laughs> I would like to just pause here for a moment and go over to Phillips. Doesn't it sound like this is his version of being a Boston cop? My dad was a cop. <laughs> his, his cop was a cop cop. Uh, our grandmother was a cop. A dinosaur before yeah, them 50, was a cop. 56 fucking generations of cops here. When we showed up from when, 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 when great, great, great granddaddy Kevin showed up from Sligo, not knowing a fucking word. He, you know, it's fucking, it's just his fucking, the socks, man. I, I fucking tell you. I didn't know that we had ordered uh, Diet Bill Burr, but apparently we had. Skinny Listen, Bill Burr, folks. that would be fun. And like mm. every other Kevin and his family, they've all gotten their ass beat on the front lawn of a meth <laughs> property. That's a fun fact. <laughs> well, he mentioned he had two uncles named Kevin on both sides. It was like. Are there multiple, are there like brothers named Kevin and Kevin on one side? And I am going to just live in a world where there are. Where his family finds out that they're like, oh, we're not going to name this child Kevin. What's wrong with you? Why would you disrespect the family like that? Well, it's you funny. My dad, Kevin. my dad, Kevin, wanted to name me Dylan, but then my mom said, "Oh, like I would, I would call him Dildo just to make fun of him." So <laughs> they they went with the other one. My mom's a very mean, mean woman. So very. Well, I think that's a good time to transition to the game. All right, we're already here, so let's get straight to the first pick, Phillips. You're going to start this one. i got 15 seconds on the clock. Who's going to win between Jordan Wright and Jamie Pickett? Go. Yeah, everyone knows classic battle they've been looking forward to for months. They were like, how can we get Wright versus Pickett in the cage and on these types of terms? 
I am going to go with Pickett because of the rib tattoo. And I saw one of those guides today that's like, how painful are tattoos? It's really painful, Ralph. And it's right next to abs. Jay Wright's not even pictured on ESPN. So <laughs> things aren't great. Okay, Bradley, what do you got for us? I unfortunately I hate everything that Kevin Phillips stands for, and I I think like he just looks like he doesn't know what he's talking about. But I have to agree with him here, not for anything to do with tattoo placement, but just simply the boldness of going with a nickname like Nightwolf. That that requires a strength of character and soul that I fail to fathom. And I think okay. that if you can rock that with serious a seriousness, you got you got it. Let me bring this up. Jordan Wright is kind of a by proxy friend of the show. We, he's never oh. really been on our <laughs> show, but we kind of we vaguely know him. And uh, he hasn't been on my show yet, so I really can't fully endorse him. But he does have a really good uh, knockout in the UFC previously. So we'll have to see how that goes. We're going to go to a next fight. This one is between... And this one, you're going to start off, Bradley. Shane Burgos and Edson Barbosa. 15 seconds on the clock, go. There's no part of me that will allow myself to root against Edson Barbosa. The man has put on so many dynamite performances. I, I can't be funny here. I am not going to root against him. I feel like he's got plenty of amazing fights left. We're going to see one of those to uh, this weekend. It's going to be a showstopper. I feel like he's going to put uh, all the... Uh, he's gonna never put his foot, take his foot off the brake. It's fucking Edson Barbosa. I, I'm not. I know I'm being very dumb about this, but fuck, man. Like I can't really be funny about this guy. Kev Phillips, can he be funny? Period. Fifteen seconds on the clock. Go. Zero evidence to support it, but not unlike <laughs> Barbosa and his age. The older you get, the less funny. Right, listen to Lewis Black right now. It just sounds like your grandpa kind of ranting. <laughs> Burgos is definitely winning this fight, and I don't. I disagree with the premise. Barboza has a lot of great fights left. Maybe one, maybe two. Uh, I'm gonna go with Burgos. <laughs> Didn't know we were gonna get a dig it. Black <laughs> right now, but yeah, all right. I guess he's fair game. We're going to the next bout. This one is between friend of the show Christos Yagos versus Sean Soriano Phillips first. I can for real cannot go against Hiagos um, because there's the very real likelihood I would see him if I returned to L.A. and trained with you. And then we went to that mouthy guy from Australia, I think, Jim. I forget. He does those online videos. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Was a, that was definitely a shot at Marcus Koval, who's very much not Australian. <laughs> and uh, I'm going with Hiagos. I want to point this out because I just saw Marcus this week. And every time he meets me, Kev, I kid you not, and I'm not trying to say I'm in the world's best shape right now, but every <laughs> time he sees me, he just goes, hey, mate, have you lost weight? And I go, you keep saying that, and it's not true. It's just and charming. I know it's just your shitty version of a greeting, but it's really actually insulting at this point. <laughs> Do you think he's just like... Just fucking yes. throwing shade. Yes. <laughs> yes. Watch his, yes, his online self-defense videos, which are hilarious. He just a amazing. fucking polite way of just going like, hey, fucking fatty, how you doing? <laughs> well, Listen, rap, it's jujitsu. There's no chill. You want to get body shame? Go to an MMA gym. You're going to find it. 
I need, before I go on, I need to know, like, is is he just genuinely, like, like does he have a little bit of a sarcasm in his voice? Or is it oh, just he's so hope. nice? No, That's all he's he has. very sarcastic. Yeah, his oh, gym's okay. hilarious. So he knows what he's talking that's great. Yeah, yeah. But he does it funny. like a foreigner. You know when uh, second language is He's not Swedish. really your friend. Oh, so you're trying to convey an idea that's getting lost in translation a little bit. Like, he's, like no, he's yeah, still you know very him. Americanized, but he tries to do it and he struggles to get the joke out. And I say, I'm not fat. You're fat. And then I basically <laughs> walk off the mat. So I, that's exactly how we do that. I really what I what I'm hearing right now is that you get fucking owned with every conversation that you have with this man and you, you're struggling to deal with it, which if, really, if, it's if actually surprisingly dealing... easy to insult him because he is so ridiculously if you want to call Kevin a narcissist, all you have to do is put a mirror in front of Marcus and then that will defeat him. Like that is one of his his superpowers is to look at a mirror and be like, oh, hey, mate, who are you? Oh, I'm going to do this shitty accent that I do as a real thing. All right, let's talk to each other. And then they just go off. Accent so could be that's fake. my way of putting it. Could be fake. Very well. Let's say this. Bradley, who do you have? Christos, friend of the show, who is not technically your friend, or... Sean Soriano, go. Well, I I feel like in a similar way, I've I've met some people that have trained with Sean before. I'd have to check that, but I feel like he's trained with some of the people that I, I'm training with right now, um, way back when. And I, I do remember hearing he's a very solid guy because some people have been talking about the card. So for for very similarly stretched reasons, I feel like I can go with him. Okay. Sean is also coming in as a last minute replacement because Christos's original opponent did not make it through this week. So fortunately Christos still gets to remain on the card. So we're happy to see that one. We go to the like next he fight. Died. Is he okay? Did the guy pulled out? Like, <laughs> he didn't make it through the week. Like, I didn't look human? that far. It, this is what the Wikipedia page says. It says Joel Alvarez was scheduled to face Christos Yagos in a lightweight bout. However, Alvarez was removed from the bout in early May due to an alleged visa issue. And by the way, due to alleged visa issues that restricted his travel, sounds like somebody from uh, Christos's camp actually like typed that one into Wikipedia. And it says Christos is expected to face returning vet Sean Soriano. So uh, whoever updated that yesterday, it was in limbo. So that's why I'm glad we're doing this episode today. Hey. Not the point. The point is this featherweight bout between Lando Calrissian Venata and Mike Grundy. Bradley, who do you have? 15 seconds go. Uh, I, I got to go with Mike Grundy specifically because Lando did not capitalize on the potential of the nickname that he could have just owned, which is phenomenal. And like, I get that Groovy's a cool name. And I know I'm going for very surface level. Uh, things right now but my research on this card was very slap shot in preparation for this uh this podcast so i'm just gonna go with mike grundy i don't want real research (laughs) kevin phillips who do you have for the most immature reasons i'm going with grundy i hope there's an accidental slip somebody's like well when grundle gets you down and i'm gonna laugh myself to sleep i'm gonna agree i think it's grundy in this one and you know this is tough because both fighters have rib tattoos, Rob. Both. Mm. Real quick, do either of you have tattoos? <laughs> no. I do not. 
Okay, so uh, I feel like there's a lot of projection going on about like tattoo placement. Toughness. Tattoo scary tattoos are scientifically proven to make you maybe better at fighting. It's fact. I mean, I I can't, I don't have enough evidence to prove otherwise. I'm not going to ask you how many family members had tattoos, and I'm just going to assume a lot of them did. And that's the evidence. My, my my brother has a tiger with a sword through it on his leg and in most disqualifying statements on this show the problem is though he make he's a marine that shoots a gun out of an osprey so i feel like it's it, it's a it's a tough needle to thread because otherwise mm-hmm. yeah that would be disqualifying well, but that, does he fits. train jujitsu i've tried so fucking hard and he just doesn't doesn't want to do and it sucks <laughs> It's so weird. Sean, please train. I want you to train. I want this for you. It's fun. We're going to go to our next fight. It's a bantamweight bout. Kevin Phillips, you go first in telling us who will win between Matt Schnell and Rodrigo Bitcoin. Go. (laughs) I'm going. I actually am hitting an upset pick here. He's plus 135. He is not favored, but I love Bontarin, or as you just referred to him lovingly as Bitcoin. Should be a, is that his nickname? If it's not, it should be. It's badass. It should be 100%. Qualify that, and then his price goes up. Bradley, who do you got? Uh, I'm going to go with Matthew Christopher Schnell, because any man with confidence to rock three three names, I just I dig it. I wish I could be Kevin Patrick Bradley, but I it just I hate the sound of it. But, you know, there's a pedigree there, and I respect that. Also, his nickname is Danger, which just, fuck yeah, go for it. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm putting 30 seconds on the clock for this next bout because it is your co-main event magically. And, you know, anytime a Tony Ferguson emerges from the wild into the scenery that we call the Octagon, it's a time to celebrate, I think. We'll see. Will he win? Who knows? Kevin Bradley, 30 seconds, go. Who wins between Ferguson and Benil Darouche? Go. I don't want Tony. I I don't want Tony to. I don't want him to lose because when he lose, when he loses, it's so bad. It's it means like he's just let him get it let himself get punched so fucking much, and like I love seeing how tough he is, but I just I don't need to see that as much anymore. I feel like he could just take a he could take a break. I I feel like. This is the way he gets stopped. So I'm in a roundabout way. I am rooting for uh, Darius to to take this one. Fair enough, Phillips. But he's picking Ferguson. Uh, no, Brad, you want no to I, I was picking Darius, but I was moreover that I want Tony to lose, or I I want ah, fuck. I don't know. I just kind of whenever I see Tony lately, I just go into I immediately flash to how much damage I've seen the guy take and just. How like he 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 maybe wants to just play baseball. Two you know? cracks like, at I don't it. Even... No closer. I'm also going with Darius Raff if, uh, for the record for verbal. <laughs> to be fair, he took all of your time. I don't think I've ever seen somebody when I put 30 seconds on the clock for you, Kevin, have someone else take your entire time, and yet you did magically manage to get in your answer within yeah. the 30 seconds. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Ferguson looks like an entire retired expendable. Like I do not oh, feel good. Fuck, that's really that's really fucking accurate. <laughs> God damn it. 
He looks like a guy who's being called back for one last job. He got stop lost. They're making him fight again. Not good. Oh, God. I mean, just think about it in this sense. The Expendables are supposed to be the retired superheroes. So the magic of Kevin's joke is he looks like a retired version of that. So kudos does, to you, Kevin. Image on image. Cowboy, how does Cowboy look like he's doing better than Tony just in life? When like We're he's... Speaking- They've, they've dealt they've been dealt the same amount of damage. We will roughly. not be speaking about Cowboy Ferguson connections on this show when we've already had to witness a very, very sad Cowboy Cerrone sort of a thing happening this past week. And making things even worse is the fact that even Dana White can't quit him and is telling us, yeah, okay, he should stop fighting, but I'm going to give him one more chance. And I go, you could stop this. And you know what? He can't because he has the most fights in UFC history and it's not looking great. And all of us are okay with Cowboy Cerrone not having any more fights. Here's the thing that's problematic about what I heard him say after he lost, which was this. It was him saying, nah, man, I can't go out like that. Which the real answer is maybe you can again. And that is is when it gets really depressing. So assuming Call Tim that Kennedy. you have the control. Yeah. Call Tim mm. Kennedy, ask him how he exited it and do that. I um, mean, the, the problem is that the standard of for getting really bad is BJ Penn. And so far, no one's come even close to that. And that's like the fact that he was allowed to go for as long as he was and take the kind of damage he took long after he should have been, you know, taken out of the UFC. I feel like everyone's trying and the the people that want to are testing that limit, and that's that's just fucking danger zone. Sigh. Speaking of yeah. danger zone, we go to the next fight, which is Kevin Phillips. You're going to tell me who's winning: Ronaldo Souza, aka Jacare, versus Andre Three Thousand Munez. Go. Uh, Seven forty-one p.m. Mountain Time. That is when I am voluntarily giving up my jujitsu card and choosing Moonies. This hurts. This hurts. Can't do it anymore. Love you, Jacques Ray. No one's having that like, when's when do we let Jacques Ray loose? Because they'll just cue the footage of him tearing his arm <laughs> off and beating someone with it. But this might be it. Bradley, what do you got for us? I mean, you, uh, enough, like everyone saw his Kevin Holland fight and that, you know, that first round stoppage uh Jacques Ray, we all love you you're you're a fucking legend man and you got one of the best like surprisingly kindest looking smiles in the game we we love you but no i was kind of hoping they'd give him like i get they're really reaching already but i mean it just makes me nervous they're trying yeah. to get him a win it's not gonna happen yeah i again i i don't know how much faith i have in people knowing when to hang it up in in most things so it, it's you can only hope for the most part but the, i mean his clearly it's a bjj guy which is like yeah. damn it couldn't you just throw a muay thai and hope for the best at him maybe but no we're gonna move forward to a featherweight bout oh look it's a kevin what are the odds <laughs> kevin aguilar taking on tucker Lutz? That's a weird name. All right. They should retry that name again. Bradley, who do you got? 15 seconds. <laughs> Try that name again. Kevin, 
listen, you're part of the International Brotherhood. We, uh, Kevin Phillips and I are joining forces on this one, I hope, and we, we want you to win for the name brand, you know? Just continue that tradition of Kevin's doing great at stuff. Kevin Spacey, amazing actor. Kevin Garnett, amazingly great at finance. Um, like, phenomenal. You got to continue that tradition of success. So go after it. Oh, oh. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. <laughs> and anyone that's like, Kevin Spacey, it's time to bring him up. And justice exactly, for Kevin. Exactly, yeah. Leads we are me, all winners. Leads me down a Lutz path. Plus, when rewatching 30 Rock and that I'm with mm. Stupid shirt in the live show. Lutz! So good. Tucker Lutz, though. Like, talk about overcoming a pretty bland name. It was like, mm-hmm. well, I was going to sing country music. That didn't work out, so now I'm fighting. Look out. Do we have the sound clip available of Bradley talking about how happy he is for Kevin Spacey. Is that the clip that we're doing for the show this week? <laughs> That'll be what I so pull. I added on this appearance, I was going to do one thing that completely torpedoed future job prospects. And so I'm like, what can I do? Oh, it's, there it is. Coincidentally, uh, here's what I named our teams, because I keep track of the picks, just to reinforce the great job Raf does, because he, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to the last episode, I really took a journey towards appreciating Raf's mathematics. But I named mine Nightmare on Kevin Street, and I just named you Titanic. So, I, mean, I I don't really, you know, I never finished the the movie Titanic, but I assume the ship just like keeps on going. So thanks. No, no, it's definitely the PG version of I, that. I think, I think the ship's going to be parents probably fun. let you watch. If you were Mighty watching fun. the the VHS and you didn't get to the second <laughs> videotape, you just watched the first one. I, it's I a great movie. It's a lot I of fun. I got the gist. I'm like, you know yeah. what? This is fine. I'm enough. It's enough for me. But for the kids out there, it was a two boxer. <laughs> you had to really want to watch that one. We couldn't afford the second VHS. <laughs> Just imagine if that's all you take away from that movie is he gets to be king of the world and you go, I think this is good enough. Leo, you know, like ending on a high note, bold, love it. You know, everyone seems like they're really happy. I hope that lady gets out of that marriage she doesn't want to be in. But, you know, other than that, I have it on good authority. That's Tarantino saw just the first tape and was like, I got to start rewriting history. And that's what (laughs) took him on to uh, to now Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I need as many excuses to say the N-word into a camera as possible. How do I do that? We just take Uh, different routes. I become a filmmaker. (laughs) I will either become a Republican or a filmmaker. Well, children, let's take a moment to go over what happens in the show. Bradley, there's usually a little bit of a wager. Now, when I say a wager, it's not a financial because clearly we all do jiu-jitsu podcasts. However, Kevin, in the past, what have been some examples of wagers that you have either had to do or that people have had to do for you after losing? Oh, yeah. We're, we finally figured out our niche here. Loser basically has to make a, a video of some kind in social media is what we've been doing lately. Um, mm-hmm. U- UFC fighter Joe Selecki ha- still owes us a video where he explains which ABC show he would cameo on to highlight his victory on ABC. Um, I, I owe still to Kai Kamaka. I took a first shot at it. Um, we both tied on our UFC picks. So we owe mutual videos endorsing white claws, the greatest drink ever created. 
And I still watch the Dan Martinez video where mm. he has to chug natural he uses natural ices. It was natty lights, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. not gonna tell a Florida boy not to Florida. He just uh, chugged six of them as an endorsement for for verbal tap. So there's your. And it's funny because that wasn't even the bet. <laughs> it was <laughs> the bet was just a video. He just happened to. He was making fun of me for drinking natural light on the podcast after the Super Bowl. It really hurt. It's just that is hurtful. Florida people are very hurtful. Hi, Kevin Gallagher. You can blame him for that. That's his boy on that one. So I, I, uh, I hate that I can't even joke about that. Kevin Kev G is very nice. He's a nice person. He also has tattoos, so he'll probably be very, very insensitized toward what we were saying on the show. So without saying what you might have if you do have a bet in mind, do you have a bet in mind, Kevin Bradley? So wait, is it... Uh, for are we betting anything with regards to the card? Like anyone pulling? Like no, no, no. Uh, it's just out of who has the most correct picks. Oh, okay. Um, here's some good news for you. You have four fights to figure it out. I'm gonna press on. And when he no, said, I, I, I understand I, the quick, rules, quick, he quick. was. I, I, I wanna. Yeah, I think I know what I got. I, I think I have an idea. Um, if I win. I no 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 don't say don't say what oh. it is. Remember oh, how I said okay. don't say what it is in the business. Phenomenal, phenomenal. If okay. I said, okay, just making sure because I say things for a purpose and reason, and that is one of them. Kevin Phillips, you're what? gonna tell me who's winning this women's flyweight bout between Andrea Lee and Antonio Shevchenko. Go. Yeah, I actually went to pick Lee and. Uh, Someone from the Shevchenko family politely knocked on the door, and I answered it, and we didn't speak a word. But I understood the message. Shevchenko is my pick. Fair enough. Bradley, what do you got for us on this? Okay, this is... I'm going to be... This is fully weird territory, but I don't care. Andrea Lee kind of looks like a substitute teacher I had in middle school for English. That She was really nice to me. So for that reason alone and the fact that my location is in Buffalo, and I don't even think the Russians would bother coming here. I'm going to go with Lee. I have to say, I think that's the weirdest reason we have ever had somebody officially take a person as their fight pick. It was surprising when I really looked at her. I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> that's usually an ominous sign when you say, you know what you remind me of? My teacher from elementary school. That means you're going it to was get wrecked. middle school, Raph. Please, come on. Be a journalist for five minutes. That <laughs> Buffalo education gets real dicey real quick. Hey, why don't we go to our next fight? Bradley, you tell us who's winning this one. It would say women's flyweight bout between Caitlin Shook again and Vivian Arujo. Go. Vivian Arujo. I like the way you said her name, and I think I remember seeing her on some fight nights uh, last year, and uh, I remember her striking being pretty good. So, yeah, let's go with Vivian. Okay. Phillips. Well, I picked her last time, and she won. (laughs) So I will be picking Chook again. Again. For and still. 
that would be cool, by the way, if she changed it to Chuka and Still, if she wins the title, <laughs> just for a few days. And I believe it's Araujo, but I'm not going to get on anyone's high horse. Chuka again! Nope. Chuka again, indeed. Women's flyweight bout. There's a lot of them on this one, apparently. This one cool. is between... You're never going to pronounce these. There's zero chance. Stop I know that. what's Hold left, on. and you are going <laughs> to royally fuck this up. Hold on. Have some faith. Thank you. <laughs> This one is between Damn Gina Mazzani <laughs> and Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, Cochirinha. That Kevin Phillips. That was so much better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with Mazzani. And there's a lot of reasons I, I love. I used it as a pun for almost five minutes when I made this pick. I was like, I'm going Mazzani. You can't stop me. Uh, it's time for Mazania. I couldn't be stopped. So that's where I'm picking. Bradley, go. <laughs> I've, I, I actually, I'm trying to be serious a little, little bit. Uh, I, I, I seriously did enjoy uh, Mazzani's fight against, against Ostevich in like last year, about November. Uh, she looked really solid. So going with her. Because of Do her performance on this one as well. Last yeah. year, about November, just for people. Fair enough. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's it's crazy how vividly I remember Ostevich's last fight in the UFC. I have no idea why. Sounds like a Green Day song, though. <laughs> Rap. Well, mm. <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm I'm charged. Oh, I I can tell. Unfortunately, I have to let the kid go first. Uh. So here's what I'm doing. I put 30 seconds on because this is your main event. And it is your main event between Charlie Olives and Michael Chandelier. Okay, that sounds good. Those two. Who goes? 30 seconds. Bradley, you first. I really appreciate any of the guys that are so manically about believing in themselves that it borders on, like, being a psychopath and I feel like Michael's like knocking on that door and I kind of want to see how crazy he can get with like continued victory. I want to keep feeding him wins until he starts demanding to be put on a baseball team or something like, like he demands to be on the the nets or something to play basketball. Like he just wants to keep winning shit kind of like Cejudo, but without all the cringe. So like Michael, Michael, it is Philip CDF. Michael Chandler's 5'8", so I'm here for him trying to get on the nets if he wins this. I I want to put my vote sternly behind that. But I'm going with Charlie Olives. Was that the nickname we settled? Yeah. I'm going with Chuck Olive. The Chuck Oliveira. And it's going to be a nice little gambling prize for me as well because I think I'm going to put actual FanDuel money on that at minus 130. Michael Chandler, too much confidence, not enough. This is what I'm good at. I'm a little nervous. He's tiny compared to Oliveira. Well, don't worry, because earlier this week when D was previewing it, he was saying, you know, Chandler's going to get in there. And, you know, that he puts a lot of that pressure. And that's what kills jiu-jitsu guys is that pressure. We've seen it happen. So that's why he's going to win, which is really just an excuse for wrestlers to do that thing that you know wrestlers do when they go oh is this an opportunity to say how much more better we are than everybody else let me shoehorn this in here it doesn't make any sense but i'm just gonna say it yeah 
And then they get out their wrestler bingo card where it's like, mention Usman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Work that organically mm-hmm. into the sentence. Yep. Got it. One second. Uh, oh, Khabib. And then underneath it, it says, mm-hmm. don't get an mm-hmm. erection. Don't get an erection. That's the bingo card. Uh, I'll tell you this much, though. The good news is for DC, erections do not happen as easily Side as note. him throwing out his back. Just side so. note, side note, mm-hmm. ask Derek Lewis how he kills jiu-jitsu. Got it. All right. That's that's the game plan. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, listen, gents, we've made all the way through the fight card. It's now time to do tiebreakers because there are some similar picks here. So the way we do that is I'm going to ask Kevin to give us two performances of the night and one fight of the night. Kevin, who are your two people who you will single out for performances of the night? Oh, okay. Yeah, let's start with those. So Charlie Olives. I love how this time you assumed he was talking about you, Kevin. Yeah. Well, I I was worried you if you you wouldn't be organized enough to understand gonna, the question. I so I was going to lead it up. I was going to assume alpha on you for a second. <laughs> you see the, if you fucking get in there. Shevchenko. Shevchenko is my other performance of the night. Again, not because a guy I think named Vlad here is staring at me intently. With lovely just handed you eyes. a bullet. <laughs> just says Kevin, and I don't know which of us he means. It's really confusing. Oh, shit. He's got, he's got Fight of the bullets. night. <laughs> They're going to have to do something to get old man Tony or uh, on ice tea was what I wrote down here. And I'm really excited, but on ice tea still is it. It just sounds like ice tea. You have to like really spell it out. So uh fight of the night. I'm going the uh, Ferg's fight. Okay. Bradley, what do you got for us? All right. I'm going with uh, Mr. Chandelier himself. Uh, Michael Chandler for performance of the night. And you know what? I think fight of the night, I'm going to go with our boy Kevin Aguilar defeating Tucker Lutz. I feel like that's going to be the dark horse fight of the night on this card. Nice. Yeah. So you what's gotta, the second performance the of the night then? Oh, second performance of the night? Told you. Yeah, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Um, I can't, I, I'm really tempted to say Ferguson, but I do want to break away a little bit you know what i maybe jacare or maybe Sosa's gonna there put on a, a performance that surprises us i'm going with Sosa. double stamp his jujitsu card everybody exactly kevin bradley gets two stamps kevin i and gave up mine you get it you get a second i actually I, it's funny my coach promised me he just prompt texted me saying i'm getting a stripe tomorrow so <laughs> you know what they can say about those texts about promotions can take that to the bank people well now exactly. i know what i want to bet i say What's he loses he gives up the stripe it's easy no, Ooh, that's actually pretty good i like that and one but if, we're not gonna do i that win one. if i win i'm the only kevin that's not how that <laughs> I change works you the can't name. erase a name and i tell just, all of you your gotta uncles go, you gotta go by phil for a month how about that <laughs> <laughs> that would get very dicey for kevin when he goes back to work on monday Phil Phillips. Uh, yeah, you just so. gotta ignore a lot of emails, man. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> well, Bradley, we always defer to the guest here. So, do you have a legitimate bet that you would like to propose to Kevin Phillips? I I thought I had one, and I, I it's still gestating a little bit. So, I would love to see what sort of devious plot. Uh, yeah, yeah, unfortunately, we are at about the end of the show, so there's not time for it to nourish. 
and form into a potted plant. Thus, I will then kick it back over to Kevin. Kevin, do you have somewhere you'd like to go on this bet? I think he's already touched on it. Um, okay. A loser does a, a 30 to 45 second, you know, just commercial for the other's project, giving up the name Kevin. I think we just uh, <laughs> announce it and, and as a uh, just a satirical video. There you go. No actual how paperwork. About, how needs about to be filed. the other? The loser dubs the winner the the better Kevin in the combat sports podcasting ring or something like that. Let's call it the Kevin Cup. Winner gets the okay. Kevin Cup. Loser it's can define actual, what that is. It's, a, it's an actual athletic cup. Yeah. There you go, Raph. Yeah, that works for me. It's like the Geller S- Cup if we're using a friend's <laughs> reference. Yes. That's that's what our audience is begging us to do is to give them more entertainment references. More friends. Gents, I think we are at a good place here. Bradley, this is kind of how we do things on our show. We normally end by inviting the guest, aka you, to come back next week and talk the fights, should you be interested in doing that. Oh, well, thank you, fellas. I would love to join you again and potentially lord my victory over Mr. Phillips or, you know, uh, praise him for his victory as I, you know, look for a new name, one not tarnished. Yeah, I'll bring some suggestions. Yeah. You look like a Cameron kind of to me. Oh, God, I hate that. (laughs) Oh, the thought of that repulses me. (laughs) Then even better. So tips out of nowhere. (laughs) You were in at least three boy bands. They all rejected you. Bradley, that's not important. What I'm going to ask you right now is to take a moment to go and plug your shit. Tell the people where they can find your stuff. All right. Well, uh, once again, Raph, thank you. Anyone who's still on the fence about it, please continue to follow his work. I know he's kind of hit or miss, but you know he's, he's got some really good stuff in there. Uh, if you want more of me and my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher, check us out on the Jiu-Jitsu Times. We've got a really solid backlog. We're about to hit 100 episodes, and we've had some really exciting guests, one of them being Mr. Esparza himself. Uh, if you want some of my written work, uh, you can catch some of my articles at the Jiu-Jitsu Times website, but I've also started writing for the Aces Jiu-Jitsu blog, doing uh, weekly news roundups, commentary pieces, uh, opinion stuff, kind of more exper- experimental things. A lot of really solid writers over there, too. We got a mutual friend, John Carlos, writing for us over there as well, You know, as well as my co-host, Mr. Kevin Gallagher. So yeah, a lot of great stuff to check out over there. Why do they call it Aces? Because that sounds like a poker website. Um, I'm not sure. Well, th- that's like Aces Jiu-Jitsu was the gym, and uh, the owner, Mikhail, wanted to expand into blogs, and it turned into a big like uh, slice of life sort of thing. So you know, it's, we're just Aces. Yeah, whatever. They employ writers. I'm not going to give we're them all, shit. We're all degenerate gamblers, too. I wish. God, it would make more of you guys interesting. Here's what I'm going to say. Bradley, we enjoy the fact that you came on. We're happy that you're going to come on next week. You are mostly delightful, but also, I guess we're going to see how this plays out. Kevin, do you have any departing words to Kevin Bradley before we sign off? I will say you're welcome for not making the loser do 
a technique video for if you see a meth confrontation in real life, I did take the high road. So I mean, no, but hey, I got I I have tips now for that. (laughs) You are experienced. That's true. Yeah, no, no, no. I like I could do that. I could be like, hey, guys, I know it's going to be weird, but turtle up faster. You know, that's going to (laughs) save a lot of bruising in the months to come. At K Brad's underscore BJJ for all of your meth avoidance knowledge. And I'm yeah. rule number one, stay out of Lackawanna, New York. you have dialed has been changed. The new number is, please note, the new number is